What's up, digital world? It is win rate 0%. Welcome to uh, a very happy new year, 2023. Yes, woo woo. We are hyped. We are happy. It's so epic. Yeah, welcome in. So, uh, for those of you watching the video, uh, you will see a little bit of a change. So, unfortunately, um, Jason has decided to step down from card games at the moment. Um, and as a result of that, he didn't want to... Uh, put himself into the podcast when he wasn't able to give up-to-date sort of commentary and stuff like that so he's decided to step down for for some time but we very much love you jason but taking his place is another very good friend uh, of ours uh mr bryce hello i'm bryce i play garbage decks like hina's army and um i talk a lot of crap yeah mm -hmm. that's what you need for a podcast though right you need to people like um us and jason to talk lots of shit so that people have something to listen to. Between the three of us, we make one decent, competent player for the game, so I think yes. it'll be fine. But yeah, Man, it's... you're underwriting us, Adam. We're, we're epic pro card game players. Oh, no, you're an epic pro us. card game player. I'm just a, a filthy travels for compensation judge. 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 Um, but yeah, welcome in guys again. Happy New Year! Um, excited to start the new year. We've got the Digimon Finals coming up uh, at the end of February, which uh, is going to be a super exciting time for us all. Uh, I'm going to be going. Um, a bunch of us will be going. I don't know if you guys are going to be going, are you? Oh man, I wish I could go. Literally, I've even booked the ticket just for the event itself, and I got a message over the holiday season saying I have to do training over that that date now. Oh. I'm actually going to check when I go back to work and see if I can get it moved, but I've got a strong feeling it'll be no because it's something mandatory for my job. So, unfortunately, I probably won't be going either because college stuff will be in the way of it. That's fair, but yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of effort to get there, man. Yeah. Raymond in Germany, like, that's where yeah. the European one is, so we're going to have to tr do a lot of travelling, but are you getting, like, a connecting flight as well, Adam? Yeah, so I'm flying from Glasgow to London, then London to Bremen, um, which is going to be fine, but it's the, the, when I'm coming back on the Monday, it's a 6am flight to Amsterdam and then on to Glasgow. Oof. It's either that, oh, it's either that, or I get a flight in the morning to London and then wait 7 to 8 hours in the airport for the next flight, and I was like, I'm no doing that. Um, airports make my mental health just go down the toilet, so I'm, I'm not a fan. Uh, especially oh, when I won't, I won't be taking like a switch or anything with me, I'm just going to be taking like a change of clothes. Um, I actually love airports and I'm controversial take, it. but she's sitting in an airport gaming, you know, spend like a couple hours. I mean, if you spend longer than three hours there, that's when you start to. Aye, so I'm point, I, like, but, mine's about eight man. hours. But, aye, that's um, too much, man. That's, that's too way much. too much. But yeah. We'll explore London for a little bit. Yeah, uh, pff, London too many times at this point. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit more about the finals in the next episode, but for this. Uh, episode guys we're going to be talking about sort of the state of digimon uh, as a card game as a whole it's been out now for uh, about three years three years and a, a month or two if you're you're really counting um we've had uh, a lot of sets released we've had 10 official sets and three extra sets i i guess all of them um not yeah. to mention a, a whole host of starter Those decks stages. promos products and tournaments um, and we, we thought it would be good to kick off the new year with sort of a state of the game as it is at the moment. Um, what sort of the community is feeling, other, not necessarily other YouTubers or anything like that, but just sort of the general consensus. And we'll talk a bit about the meta, how it's shaping up 
Um, and then when we go into the next episode, we'll talk a bit about finals and what our meta predictions are, as well as talking about BT11, which is coming out in early March. Early March? In, no, February, um, it's February 11th. February it's coming out, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think the finals are based around the 20th, and um, I think it's due to come out literally the week before. Yeah. So how could that possibly go wrong? I'm just imagining people um you know it gets delayed in the uk like it has happened many times and then people are flying to bremen buying singles uh i'll be buying uncommon items for five pound each if i go <laughs> over there or something like that you know yeah so yeah well lead the way up yeah man absolutely um well we're gonna just do the usual kind of meta discussion here um once again Shout out to your man GMXPO on Reddit doing God's work, creating um you know roundups for all the statistics we've got in the meta. Um, it's been pretty stagnant to be honest, guys, because there's not been a lot going on in December. Then I think everybody can agree that uh, locals tend to wind down a bit around that time. People can't be asked leaving their house because it's bloody freezing, dark, and rainy up here in Scotland. Um, so we'll we'll go from the bottom to the top this time, and we'll leave the exciting um. You know, reveal for what the top deck is. What could it possibly be? Nobody knows. Um, so if we go into the rogue deck tier status, this is decks that have had very little play. And um, they've taken a couple of top sixteens, but they're not really showing showing up much when you see them. It's it's a bit strange. Um, so we've actually got. I'll go through all of them. Gallantmon has had a couple. We've got D Brigade. Um, oh, hold on a minute here. D Brigade is that another? <laughs> He's seen these boys. Is that, uh, is that an error? What the no. hell? Um, D Brigade's apparently rogue, even though I could have sworn it said like four tops this set. Um, Armor Rush and Blue Flare um, have all been in the rogue tier deck status, and it's a bit strange to see something like Blue Flare down there. I've seen at our locals at least multiple Blue Flare tops, and the deck can do some sick things. What do we What do we think is keeping it back? I think the, the thing that's holding Blue Flare, Flare back is that it was surprised people for about two weeks and then everyone went, oh, I know how to play around this now. So it takes a really skilled Blue Flare player to get it to get it going properly. I mean, also, like, with the stuff that's higher up, I just don't think it does anything. Like, it requires the opponent yeah. to put two bodies on board. If they just don't put two bodies on board, it's pretty hard to do it. your whole game plan and you just have... Yeah, pretty much. To be fair, I mean, I think it's because of the OTK matchups are so bad. Like you say, um, people can play around it. Everybody knows now. Do not have multiple bodies on the board against Blue Flare, and you should be all right. Um, Armor Rush is still sticking in there. Armor Rush had a bit of a resurgence when Cross Fart was kicking off, but it's still a powerful deck. Can do some interesting stuff, and I actually really value. You know, fast decks can steal wins from people, um, no matter the meta, because you know you miss. One turn, two turn in your OTK, and uh, Armor Rush is going to run you down. Um, D Brigade being this low, quite surprised, guys. Quite surprised, to be honest. I have been fumbling about with the new D Brigade stuff, um, and I'm still undecided if it's actually better than just playing 20 to 25 rookies and full sending it with uh, eight bombs in your deck. Um, Because when you're running the deck in that way, you do get a free win against decks like Metal Gururumon. Um But, you know, it's it's interesting to say the least that it's not been doing so well considering it's had um, a couple of decent responses in the recent tournaments. 
So that being down there is a surprise. Gallantmon being at Rogue, um, it's just, you know, Gallantmon does some really powerful things, but I think it's not as consistent, maybe not as powerful, and it's a bit slower than a lot of the other OTK decks. Like, why would you play a Gallantmon if you can just play a Metal Gururu or like a Wargrey X, which is also doing bits this set? Yeah, the problem with Metal, not Metal Gururumon, what were we talking about? Fucking Gallantmon? God's sake. Um, the problem with Gallantmon is that, that I think there's two problems with it. Like you said, there's better decks out there, but it's not an OTK deck. It's a control deck. And it yep. dies to... It's got zero protection effects, not even an option card to protect it. So as soon as it dies to a bomb, which a lot of people are running now, then it's gone and it needs to start again. I think when... I don't know which set it is in the future, when the new Gallantmon stuff comes out. I say new Gallantmon stuff. There's been gallopmon stuff for the past seven sets but when they that, were when getting that, them as like yeah. three, the next three sets in a row after bt11 of get gallopmon support it's gonna um, be nuts i think it's gonna be a little bit better because there's a another warping gilmon that does a lot of cool stuff that i think will be super handy but for now i, I agree i think there's better decks out there um although gallopmon is a, a fan favorite for everyone yeah it has, it has a little bit of the blue hybrid pro or not the blue hybrid the blue flare problem as well of like if your opponent doesn't have something for you to kill, you lose half of your effects. Yeah, this is it, man. And, like, and against the OTKs, they've got nothing on board. So yeah, because they never pull out. This is the issue, man. They're, they're making lots of kids because um, they never pull out. Like <laughs> that is is a wow. massive issue. But, do you know that it's actually ridiculous? Oh, one of my one of my best friends plays Gallantmon all the time, and it's honestly so ridiculous the stuff the deck can do. Um, but like you say, it's just a bit of an issue in the current meta because the gimmick of the deck, if you don't know, is blowing up boards based on DP, so they like to blow up wide things. But see, like War Groumon X, that effect is bloody ridiculous. It's like for zero, you can nuke 6k off the board, and you can easily boost that to like 8k for zero. It's just nuts, man. But there's um. Maybe it's suffering because there's not things like D Brigade and Armor popping off. It's all like if you look at the top five that we'll get onto later, it is entirely um, stack decks. So the only thing that they have against it is that you know they can bop up the the Hydrusi boards when they go wide with the plant life. Yep. So if we move on to the tier three, we've got Grandees at the bottom. Alphamon actually making its way into tier 3 somehow. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's only been like two Alphamon tops this set um, since the ban list. But um, it's it's cool to see it still, and I'm pretty happy that you know the deck's still it's playable. It's still a really strong deck. It's got so many different effects that, yes, it's lost its OTK potential, but it it's gained a lot because it's forced people to go oh let's try let's maybe use some of the other cards that alphamon has and turns out they're just as good um in in a different way yeah it's a bit more controlly it's it's less otk based you can set up nutty swing turns but the fact that doru gray is limited just means that it's so much harder for you to get these big swings off um, it does have to play a lot more slower. I've actually played a fair wee bit of it myself. With the, I, I literally just net decked one of the topping lists just to play it because I have no knowledge of the deck really. I never played it, um, and it's still a lot of fun. It's just you, you have to think so much harder as well because yeah. there's so many different options. Almost every card in your hand is live to play at any time, so you have to think what it is you need, what what can you play. Um, but yeah, it's just it's good that it's seen a couple of tops at least. Um, 
Examon is up next. Examon has, I, think, I believe it did win one event. It might have even been the first or second event of this set, Examon top. Um, a lot of hypes around in the deck. Examon is a fan favourite. Adam's done a deck list for it on the Scots TCG channel, if you're listening on YouTube as well. Um, yeah, like, I I played it and tested it a bit, I, but I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Now, no surprise there that I'm not a big fan of a blue deck, but I am a big fan of green decks, so I was hoping to find some sort of balance, but it feels too... It, it's Quantic. trying to do too much yeah. at any one time, and you just end up kind of falling on your face and just having a bunch of level fours out that don't really do anything other than draw you cards or block the occasional attack. Yeah, it's it's quite a perfect storm deck. What were you gonna say, Bryce? It is that. It's when when you get the full stack going, it's amazing. And if you get those one or two games, it can it will just blow out the opponent, but it doesn't happen like ever. Mm-hmm. And always consistently. It just needs some more consistency pieces. Um, I mean, the other thing with it is it probably doesn't do so well into something like a set control. Um, because I mean, although the evade mechanic does prevent you from being deleted, it's not quite the same all-powerful protection that your Greymons have. Um, where I mean, they can prevent them from being destroyed or returned to hand. Evades literally like if you're going to be destroyed by an effect, or it's just in general. In it, if your Digimon's about to be destroyed, you can tap. Yeah, it if they're about to be deleted, to tap it to prevent it. And the and what happens with that is, is you try and kill it, it taps itself, then you swing over it. With something yep, else. Yep. yep. The Exum one, I think, lets you unsuspend, right? I'm going to try building it myself. Um, but, I mean, I'm slowly trading my way into four Exum ones. I'm not in any rush to collect them because, I mean, my big issue going into BT11 is I've got too many decks I want to play. I've genuinely, like, built and tested about five different decks. Um, it's going to be hype to see yeah. Um, so other than Examon, something that's actually surprised the hell out of me, a de- de- dedicated Dorbrickmon lists are actually doing, you know, they're eating good, all things considered. What is a Dorbrickmon list then? Like, I'm it, so oh, confused. Right. Well, is it I believe... Gamma? It, nah, so it's it's basically, there's cards that are dedicated, um, that have been printed to support him directly. I've not actually read a whole lot of them, I'm not really well experienced in them, but... You've got cards like the Sunarizamon that lets you search for um, the Dragon Source Ceratopsian cards. Um, what's the the lizard? There's a bloody level four lizard as well, isn't there? On the printed. Uh, yeah, Flare Riser. When you've got the trait and you draw and swing. Yeah, so it's basically just decks that are dedicated to building the boy himself and trying to make him get a lot of value. Another thing I've seen is Black War Grey has done sweet F all this set. It's literally not even on. The um oh no actually I'm I'm chatting crap. This is the thing, like when I'm reading this list, uh literally the one above Dobrikmon is Gaiomon. And I'm I'm not calling it Gaiomon, it's Blackwall Greymon, man. He's the main guy. Guy Gaiomon literally says on the card, like I am Blackwall Greymon. Um, but that's fair enough. Like Gaiomon's also taking Dobrikmon and um what? I've seen a couple of yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen a couple of topping yeah. lists that runs Dobrikmon. And it also runs. I, I honestly, I was so surprised to see it, but for some reason, it's running. You know the ancient ass Agumon that gives you inherited when you attack a player gain two k. Oh, the and starter Greymon deck one. The same one. Yeah, they're running that oh. um, instead of the old, instead of the old one because you don't get the free two k off the promo Agumon. Um, that so feels... some Blackwood guys are running that. That feels bad. 
I, I was already, yeah. I was already, working. I was already dubious when they started taking in a fucking Ragnarok mon. But Dorbrigmon? Oh, it's so funny though. Well, the reason they're taking Ragnarok in is actually because of Dorbrick. Because yeah. you can, you easily, you, I mean, Black War Grey is very hard to out. So you injured board on a Black War Grey mon, and then you Dorbrick for free, and then you Ragnarok. And if you Ragnarok in a game successfully, it's pretty much extend hand territory. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, Especially with 85 million sources. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. Um, so it's quite interesting to be honest. Um, Blue Green Imperial is actually in tier three status. The cockroach of Digimon, as I always call it, is impossible to truly get rid of it. It's constantly there. Yeah. The D Brigade player telling another deck that they're the cockroach. I, I God, what do you mean? My... D Brigade died for like five sets. D Brigade came out of BT four and did nothing till like BT nine. Man, it's so sad. I've not got um, anything against Blue Green Imperial anymore. Like I used to despise it. Because it was just so overpowered, but it doesn't. It's just it's it's just, just attracted a, a a kooky little bunch of players that go, oh, I like to jog with my Digimon. Fuck your guys, and then they they're just sound as fuck now. Yeah, this is the thing, man. Like the the creep in Digimon is is moving in such a place that Imperial, you're looking at it now and going, well, that's kind of balanced now. To be honest, like that. It feels like, I said this the other day to one of my friends, it's like Syndrome from The Incredibles. <laughs> if I'm everything syndrome. is broken, if everything is broken, nothing is broken. Because they're all doing ridiculous stuff at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I mean, every deck has crazy unfair elements to it now. It feels like the, the, the card design is based around, right, what nuts mechanic can we give this deck? And it makes it a lot more fun and interesting to be fair, so I can't really complain about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mast Mastermon is doing some bits, that's also in tier 3, and in the top of tier 3 Bryce will be overjoyed, yellow hybrid. But it's tier 3 though. I know, but it's top of tier right. 3 man, it's close to tier 2. But if you go oh. on to Reddit and check out the check out, what's his, what's their name again? Um, Reddit.com. GMXPO um, they, put, they put out a, a, an English competitive Digimon 2022 overview, and since uh, yellow hybrid's release it has stayed in the meta relevance. It's been top uh, twice, and it just stays at the top of the, the sort of the meta list. Um, even with it getting hit a couple of times, it's still so powerful, um, which I think is super cool. Um, I wish they would ban Metal Guru Mon X um, because it's sat at the top since it came out, and it's not even close, and it's a bit obnoxious. Yeah, man, we'll talk about that in a little minute once we've bashed with the tier 2s, but big shout out, lots of respect for Bryce, man, because this man brought Yellow Hybrid to the BT9 regionals, man, when it was, when it oh, was like, so unplayable. It's like, like I'm, oh, if yeah. I look at the list here, it's not even on <sighs> BT9, it's not even visible, and this man brought it, and Red it is the only is format it was unplayable. And this it's, is the one um, It's mid tier three uh, in BT9. They've put it as next to it was it was red. It was yeah. War Grey X is terrible. Um, oh, it's, red yellow hybrid oh, in tier three. It was I've, so bad. Cool but it was man. great. It, I had. I was so fucking. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, red yeah, yellow must... hybrid. Then it went back to being just yellow hybrid. It was never yeah, red. It was never red-yellow hybrid. It was yellow hybrid with some red cards, but it wasn't the red hybrid cards. 
there was no right reason to run. I was going to say there's no reason to run bloody red anymore, is there? Because there's no sunrise buster. So what's the point? What's your pay? No anymore. The but there. Engine? But don't forget, what's it called? Sunrise Gunner, whatever is coming out. The Marcus specific card, I think, is really oh, I'm, cool. I'm looking uh, so forward to that deck. That yeah, deck I'm going to build that. It looks fun. So I, fun I, I I know looking far ahead for a second, but Shane Graymon Ruin mode looks so fucking cool. Um, it's our, so broken. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> I, I, broke as hell. To be honest, it's going to be nutty. My first ever deck was Shane Greymon, so I'm I, I'm quite happy to revisit it. Yeah, Shane Greymon was cracked, man. Like I used to play my first tournament. <laughs> of course, was in BT4. it was cracked. That was, that I thing. used to play in BT4, man, and that was like the top. That was the boogeyman of BT4. It was the boogeyman. Boogeyman of BT4. It was the boogeyman of BT3. It was Wardry that was the yeah. big one at BT4. Yeah, but Shane oh, went... right. What a, man, it's another yellow Greymon. It's like the same guy. But when Shane came out, because BT1 came out in November, BT, well, technically BT2 and 3, they're all mashed together. But Set 2 came out in, I think, February or March. And then there was a good six months before BT4 came out. So Shane Greymon was just, it was that, that was the only deck that ever saw relevance. Um, yeah. because everything was a fucking vanilla, and they gave it the most broken effect in the game, which is DP reduction. Um, it was either that, and, then, and then Nidhogmon came out and went, okay, um, and then Wargrave started doing its stuff. Good times, man. Good, Good times. times. Uh, right, so that's tier 3 done. It's a crazy mix so far. Now we're getting into the stuff that you know people expect to see. It's all the obvious shit showing up now. Um, so we've got, I mean, talking about that, we've got something that was a sleeper hit this set, uh, World Grey X, kicking about. It's went from bottom of BT, bottom of uh, tier 3 and BT9, all the way up to the fourth Index most top, top 16. Set. Yep, which is just, I think, um, it's. I honestly think it's been, because we're in an OTK format, right? I mean, it's, it's not full OTK, you've got, you know, the Hydrosy and that, but people take for otk decks now like everybody has to if you don't just play like a handful of bombs you're gonna get walked over unless your deck inherently counters them um and literally like we found this at regionals as well when we went to london the top standings were all decks that have countered otk like your setcon and reapers and things like that so mm. i think the reason why it's rose is because the value of these security control lists have rows and rows and now Wargrey X is an OTK deck that's a little bit slower than Melga, but it still has the same kind of punch, except it's also a mutant option card. Yeah. That makes sense, I guess. That's my crackpot theory anyway. I just think it's crazy how it did so little in BT9, it's went all the way up to like fourth strongest deck. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Such a job. Definitely jump. come back. Yeah, and then just I mean, above that, we've got the Hadrosi in third place. What is um, middle of tier two? It's actually, it's for some reason it's swapped around the statistic. It's security control first with sixteen decks, top sixteens. Then Bloomlord. No clue, man. It must just be the over. I don't know, man. This this was posted two weeks ago, and I'll be honest, I don't think there's even been much in the way of um. In the way of tournaments and stuff like that, so there's not going to be a great deal of difference, honestly. Had a... In fact, the statistics could even be the same. But Bloom Hydra, you know, biggest deck to come out at EX3. Everybody was expecting it, it to be the top deck. So good. Um, it is crazy 
um, Adam plays it, so I mean, you can just talk about it for a wee bit. Adam. And I fucking love summoning shit. And no matter what game I play in, like if anyone out, uh, if any good gamers there have played Divinity Original Sin two, I fucking love summoning. Yep. Um, so like just being able to spam the board is so much fun. I've now fully minted out my uh, Bloom Hydra deck until Rising Wind or RB one comes out, in which I need to get the Hollow reprints or whatever. But like I, I love the deck so much. It just does exactly what you want to. It gains a shit ton of memory, and like it doesn't care about whatever you do. Um, the only thing that really stands up to it is Setcon and Metal Gururumon, which is their, which uh, they're higher. On, well, the Setcon's around about the same. Metal Gururumon. Aye, they're pretty, they're pretty close, man. Metal Gururumon's sitting at the top yeah. of the list right now. Um, um but I mean, Bloom Hydra's just crazy because the amount of value it can, it can generate. Yeah. And, and like um, the crazy boards it makes. Like the the one thing that stops Bloom Hydra is a memory blocker, but it doesn't because the Bloom Hydra literally goes cool. Suspend your memory blocker, <laughs> kill it, then I'll gain sixty five memory. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a really really nutty deck, and I think it's going to it continue being very strong for the foreseeable future as well. Um, yeah. It's another one of these decks they've printed where it just does a lot of inherently unfair stuff. Like there's a lot of people complaining right now um, that Digimon, the creep in power, is is becoming a bit too much. Because one of the things people always liked about the game was the memory system. And there's if you look at all the top decks, they all cheat the memory system in some way, or they like find a way to gain a lot of memory. Anyway, it's like typically when you first started playing the game, it's like right, okay. We can we know what getting from a level three to a six is going to cost roughly. It's going to take them a couple of turns, but you know, decks like Broom Hydra come out and they go, "No, yeah. I suspend my guy. I pay a huge." I talking about I three can, memory to suspend my guy. That's worth. I can consistently get a Bloom Hydra with memory to spare on turn two without any problem whatsoever. Um, which I, is just insane. I, I agree. It is absolutely nuts. Um, the thing I find insane is like you're the only Hydra player I've seen at our locals. That's what I find really weird. Yeah, yeah. Dylan was going to play it, but Dylan always it. says he's Mister Green and then he moves on to something else. Like he's a fake Green enjoyer. He should have listened in set nine if he'd taken Grandies instead of uh, what, what, what was it he took? Mother. He took Mother. Yeah, it was so funny, man. <laughs> this is like a mutual friend of the the pod here, Dylan. Like Shout um, out to Dylan. He. Shout out to Dylan, man. D Shackles. Um, he like so literally a couple of days before we went to regionals, is like, Cobb. I don't know what to bring, man. Could bring Melga. I don't play it a lot, and I feel like when it misses, it's no great. Could bring Grandis, but I'm just sick of missing again. It's the OTK thing, and it when you play enough games where you don't see your pieces, and they're all on the bottom fifteen cards of the deck, you it's enough to want you to stop playing the game. Um, so he's like, I can't be us playing that. And I was like, mate, you could bring Mother, right? And he went, Mother's playable. I was like, aye, Mother's good. Right now, it's a decent playable deck. It's had a couple of tops at the start of the format. And as soon as he heard that, it was like his eyes lit up, like the consistency through the roof. But the one issue that he had was that Mother decks have basically been cracked at this point, right? They play all white and they play Starmons. He had in his head that he wanted to play a yellow package in it. Stuff, yeah. And I was like, in theory, that sounds good, but the best thing about Mother is it's just uber consistent with the white cards. Yeah. yeah. Um. So th- we found ourselves testing the night before this deck. 
and um, he, to be fair, he did get really unlucky on the day, but it didn't go. It didn't go too well for him. It's just like he was he, he was running like eight bombs off the stack. He was seeing none in games, and then for some reason he was fighting Black or Greymon, which hard yeah. counters it because you can just attack yeah. over the mother. And he was he was yeah, beating them. It was making. As, it was, he was playing in fucking lunatic land. As the average Black War Greymon enjoyer, including myself, will tell you, there is nothing more satisfying than swinging into a mother D Reaper. Uh, while it's just, active, yeah, it is just so it. good. Yeah. Um, that uh, was another deck that's like when it was out, everyone hated it, but because it's went like rogue status, like people don't really complain about it anymore. I'll, I'll tell, I'll, I'll, pro- <laughs> I'll tell you exactly why nobody plays it anymore because the it it can't get any better than it already is. Yeah. That's it, man, and I, Metal I don't Ga- see them printing direct support for it either. Yeah, there might be. I mean, they're 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 revisiting the tamers. I mean, there's not very much, you know, animes Digimon have put out there, so there's not a lot they can do. Yeah. So they will eventually recover the Reapers, and we'll see what happens if they print more support or if they just make them a completely different sort of thing. But I've got a feeling a trouble would be different. The Reaper is a is a consistently good deck. You will win with it. You will lose with it. It depends on who you're going up against. But it has a limit to how good it is, and that limit is Death Exmon, um, pretty much. Nah, well, that's the thing, man. I mean, Death X is is good just because if they go wide, you can get a cheap one out for tempo. Yeah. Um, and it can be hard for them to out it. But the only issue is with Death X, it doesn't even clear their board. So you're like, oh, excellent, I'm Death X. But you know, no, if you no, can get I mean, Death X I mean, Death X me being in their deck, um. Reaper decks do play a couple of death X's because yeah, every no, deck that's plays true it. As well. They play it as um, well, man. Like that's your best um, card in the deck. Yeah, mother's good. Reaper's good. Reaper dies to any bomb that you hit, which isn't good. That's another um, thing, man. And it can, it's probably dead. This format it can't that, no. power creep anymore unless they release new cards for it, which they're probably not going to do for a while. Yeah, like that's the thing, man. Like I was saying earlier on, because everybody's taking to beat OTKs and everybody's putting bombs in their deck now. Like, even decks that don't really need to are running, like, a Gaia Force or two just to see it. The other thing is, like, a lot of these OTK decks, they're called OTKs, right? But they often don't actually one-shot you. Like, how many times can you boys count that you've been one-shot by a Melga from, like, four or five security? Oh, all Um, the time. I was going to say, more than I have hands in... Really? Man, I don't think I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I ever have been. Maybe it's just because of the deck. I, actually, I think right? it's because but you play Commandermon, like, yeah. yeah. They, they always do like three or four checks, and then they pass turn, and then I go, okay, if it, if he hadn't died to the swings, I'm like fist, and then they have to set up again. It gets your delay, so that's quite a nice uh, swing point. Whenever I play um, against them, they literally just go, where Guru swing, where Guru swing, where Guru X swing, Metal Guru swing, Metal uh, Omnimon swing, or whatever, and then they just one tap me out of nothing because there's oh, yeah. fuck oh. all in my security to help me. <laughs> I was gonna say, since I started playing more bombs, I can kind of get where you're coming from. Uh, it's not. Oh, it's not even the fucking bombs. High level Digimon. Nope, they are not there. But you can bet my yeah, fucking level threes yeah, are. You also have to hit two high level Digimon before the. Yeah, that's the other Digimon. thing, man. Yeah, like, it's, it's just they have to get like, super unlucky. Metal Guru, um, not Metal Guru. Where Gurumon is six k. It can get up to eight k. Like a decent amount of stuff in my deck should kill it. It just yeah. never does. And don't get me wrong, I'm not being salty about this. The deck is meant to be doing what it's doing. <laughs> But it's just fucking annoying. It's one of the reasons that, <laughs> that I, I'm playing One Piece a lot at the moment because I can mulligan my fucking hand away um, instead yeah. of just ha- being stuck with crap. 
I think I can speak for everybody when I say we really need mulligans. Um, but then I think there's a chance we might get them because I've played in a few like official Bandai events where Mulligan has been on recently. Um, I say recently within the, like over a month ago now, but they are allowed um, in Ultimate Cups and only Ultimate Cups. I don't know it's, why. So weird. I was gonna say why, man. Like it doesn't make sense. It's not as if it's it's like a special feature of the Ultimate Cup, or it is, but it's not like a. You know, like a selling point to the ultimate cup. Oh, we've got exciting new yeah. rules. You can use a mulligan. It's very odd. Um, but it is very strange. Anyway, we'll wrap this bit up um, and we'll go on to the next segment. Um, security control also sitting high tier one. Disgusting. Tier two even. Um, honestly, it's the filthiest deck in Digimon and I despise it. Same. It's just unfun to play against. Um, I don't even think it's fun to play. I fully That's think that it's not fun to. Fun, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I fully support that. You know, when you play it, sit down to play a game of Digimon and or any card game. There is a winner and there is a loser. Yes, you can draw, but that's besides the point. You you fully acknowledge you might win or you might lose, but when you sit down and play security control, it's like I'm not gonna have fun from start to finish at all. Um, yeah. the, the next 50 minutes of my life and it will go to time because they always go to time um, the next 50 minutes of my life I'm going to want to die it's just so unsatisfying man like you should never be able to do over 10 checks in a game and still lose it happens to me all too often man fighting them Yeah, I agree. there's not even a lot you can take to be well I say there's not even a lot you can take certain decks can't take for it really Yeah, you can delicate plan and all that sort of stuff don't get me wrong um in the past when I've been playing like red decks and stuff like that and I've delicate planned through their security and they've not been able to do anything about it, it is an incredibly satisfying feeling. But I don't think that takes away from the fact that I I think the deck goes against the spirit of the game um, and yeah. I don't like that. Uh, it's not that not to say that I don't respect players that play it. You're, I completely get playing the most efficient deck Obviously, when we talk about meta, that's what it stands for. Most efficient tactics available to you. So that's what, if that's what you decide is best. Yeah, yeah. Most I found that out last year. Meta man, stands for most like efficient most efficient tactics available. Um, yeah, that's yes. The the more you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, play it. But and and at big events, yeah, you're there to win. You've paid between 15 to 70 pounds of your of your pounds sterling or dollars or yen or whatever currency you're you're working with you're playing to win totally get that but if you bring security control to me at locals i'm going to give you a swirly hi <laughs> i know it's just disgusting to play against man it's not fun for anybody um apart from the person collecting their one extra pack at the end of the night on locals <laughs> yep. so, yeah um, there's only and, there's only one sec list that I've seen that I like, and it's only because it's stupid. Like the one that we have at our locals, where it is just it's basically Mega Zoo. That's all it really is. Yeah, that's like what that security one. controls came from, though. Is Mega Zoo yeah. back when there was crap options and everyone just went, I'm "Just gonna play a big bunch of level fives That was funny because it didn't do anything. Yeah. It was yeah. funny, and you could do things. It's just certain cards have busted <laughs> open, like Flame Hellsife, like yeah. being able to recycle Magna Angemon for six memory yeah. a piece is just it's, too think, much, man. It's it that... sounds stupid, but if Magna Andra goes, I think that deck just disappears, and it's probably... Not even disappears, it's probably less 
painful for both people. Well, yeah, Magna Angemon's getting a, a block two reprint, so that's never going to happen, I'm afraid. And I don't, Me? I don't. Hellside, what's it called? I give that to one. Yeah, I think Flame Hellside or <laughs> Chaos Deck for I, one th would be this good. This is the thing, man. It, th that card is nuts, but I feel like yeah. it does just kill Mastermon <laughs> if you can't if you can't use it as well, which is the issue. It's another example of like a card that's that's um nuts, but you're kind of not too sad about it if it gets played in its archetype. But you know, I know I fully like, um, expect it in Mastermon, it takes um, and I like I like it in Mastermon because it's doing what it's meant to do along with the game and stuff like that then when you're playing against security control and they play a fucking uh they play a searcher to draw one card then they slap down a manja at magna angemon and then they play a random purple tamer on their next turn you're sitting there like do you even know what you're doing um it's, it's interesting but it's just i, I just don't and it is just an auto even an to magna just make it 7k it's an, so it can't be it's an autopilot deck in <laughs> yeah, my opinion as well you either damage or you heal and your first four turns are setting up tamers that's, that's literally it set con opponent taking three minutes a turn to decide what removal piece they should use what yeah, is the most oh, optimal yeah, that, removal that, that's piece that's the one i don't get is taking your time with set con it's it's very simple you heal you you chaos deck you pass turn yep pretty much I know. You need to pay play Turbo Digimon if you want to not go to time against Setcon as well, so everybody speed yeah. up. Um, surprising no one topping the EX3 metadata, we have Metal Gururumon X <sighs> by a large margin. Um, it's still here, people, and it's not going away anytime soon. It's... Uh, I know, because they're reprinting that fucking promo as well. Yeah, the, the spinny one. The unsuspendy one, like it's just nuts, man. We've talked about it every single episode so far. There's only so much we can cover about it, and the the more we talk about it, and the more it tops, the more annoyed we're getting about it. Because when Alphamon started winning, um, they they uh, put a limitation in place. When Yellow Hybrid dominated, they put a limitation in place. Um, when Crossheart started when it won one event they they banned a card they they limited a card in it based off of japanese data and stuff like that yeah yep. and metal garurumon has sat at the top of the meta like nothing is coming close to it other than alphamon um for since it came out and bandai are just going Wee! <laughs> like they're not doing anything about it and it very it feels that combined with the the erratas it feels very, very bad because the uh, the Japanese format doesn't play Metal Gururumon as much. Um, it doesn't top with them a lot. Um, so they're not focused on it like we are over here. So, like, it just feels bad, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's really annoying to keep seeing it at the top. But the biggest thing I hate about it is I just feel like it's too fast and too unfair and consistent at what it does. Yeah. Um, the fact the deck can go for, you know, quite easily hit four security on, you know, like the second turn of the game or the third turn of the game, being able to apply so much pressure so quickly is, is absolutely insane. The other thing is, what it's not just OTK focused. While it's OTKing you, it's also removing all your presence from the board. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is just, it's so unhealthy and it removes so many, like, strategies from the game the entire format's warped around this deck because it's so fast, and if you're not teched as far as security goes to beat it, 
then you've got you've got no chance realistically because it's going to pull the trigger before you've even got a chance to really play the game. Yeah, I, I, I like we've talked about it before about how we would limit the deck so it would still be strong. We and we've obviously talked about the Wear Garurumon promo, and I, I can see limiting it, but I don't think I think that would cause the deck to just shit the bed and die completely. I I I think what they need to do is either ban, and I don't think they'll ban, but I think they need to limit the Garurumon promo that lets you draw when attacking if you're a Garurumon, because you get to do it. You get to do it for it's it's not a once per turn. If they errata it to being a once per turn, I think the deck loses a lot of its early game aggression. I've been playing like I've been playing against it every week at locals and more often than not they've got the power in the stack and it makes no difference yeah plus yeah the... it's... oh sorry i was just gonna say man oh, actually you continue please continue they've got the power in the stack and they're only ever swinging once with the normal wear garuru because they're scared to lose it so it's it's so weird it's i feel like you could hit the wear garuru promo and the deck would still linger on Oh yeah, uh, we, die, we don't want it, dies it to with kill the promo. it. Yeah, I think it. I think it dies with the promo, man. I or don't maybe think limit the, the ex anti body wear guru. Or, I, I'll be yeah, honest. I'd guys. say ex anti wear guru is a better hit. There's a common thing, right? And you're going to see this in BT11 as well. There's one card that is a four of in both wear guru and the upcoming black lord grey deck. We're going to see that is absolutely nuts and kind of just puts the consistency of the deck over the edge and it's cool boy the boy who is cool he's too cool i would even argue what cool boy's already out yeah he's, no, he's, saying it's, man. he's, saying it's he's in cool. yeah and the next set we're gonna see through testing and the japanese meta everybody knows unless blackwell gray gets it that's going to be number one deck fighting with me michael garurumon agumon and gabumon going at it to decide who the number one is yeah and they're both abusing the boy who is very cool I mean, he, I think he does need to go, but the problem is, as long as they keep printing cards with X-Antibody in his name, I don't think they'll ever bother hitting. Um, this is why, and I, again, we'll talk about this in a future episode, but when it comes to the finals, I think BT11 coming out just before the finals is actually really, really good because it puts everyone back to square one with testing, but it's going to be an actual game of skill for the finals as opposed to just Metal Garurumon security yeah. control. Everyone. The only thing is, man, like everybody, the meta might be a little more up in the air because you might actually find a lot of people who have tested stuff that they just really want to play in BT11. But yeah. the other thing is, it's, it's not stopping people from testing. I know a lot of people who are actually like just saying, ah, sod it, man, I'm not going to play till BT11 in person. I'm just going to test BT11 online. Yeah. Um, like an, a popular online. Uh, Digimon Stereo streamer Mario's Gaming World, who I watch and I've played in his online tournaments quite a lot. Um, he's actually started just saying yes, yeah, so that we're doing proxy tournaments till till February now. Yeah, um, which is crazy for me because he put out a poll and something like eighty percent of people just said, "Yeah, let's just do BT11 with proxies." Because a lot of people don't see the point in playing EX3 when it's not even going to be the format of the world. So. As we move to start, as we move on, start talking about the state of the game in general. I fully understand why people are playing BT11, and why. Now, I don't. There's a lot of discussion on oh, Digimon's dying. One Piece has come out. Battle Spirits is going to come out and kill it. 
I, I'll get your opinions on it in a minute, but I don't think that's the case. I think One Piece caters to a different market, and I think Battle Spirits caters to a completely different market in general. Um, so I don't think Digimon's dying. I think it's just in a rough patch at the moment. And I'm, I have to be completely honest, I think it's because of Bandai themselves. Um, not only did the last set release with a third of the you know, cards having not just like minor erratas, major erratas that change the cards themselves, that coupling with cancelling some of the last regionals because they didn't have enough prize supports in stock, combined yeah, with a lull nice. over the Christmas period, has caused people to become a bit disenfranchised with the game. And I fully get that. Um, and I want to know what your thoughts are. I mean, I definitely don't think the game's dying or going anywhere, right? I mean, this is the first year I've been like really into a card game. But from what I hear, it's just pretty common for people to take a little bit of time off and the foot off the gas in December. Like I said earlier on, you know, cold weather, darkness, people kind of be asked leaving their house and people get busy and um, skin in December as well. So it, it makes sense for that. As far as like blaming Bandai, I don't know if things like, obviously the erratas just makes you think, wow, this is a bit daft. How incompetent can they be? But when it comes to people stopping going to locals and things like that i think it certainly hasn't helped the timing of worlds like i, I i'm happy that bt11 will be legal and it'll be probably more fun but if we wanted it to be more competitive um what they would probably want to do is bring it forward so that it's ex3 format and early on or kind of midway through ex3 they should probably have put some sort of slight ban list or adjustment in um, probably to Metal Gerudemon. I'm not sure if I've not really thought about what else would be hit. But if they did that, that would mean the meta would be spiced up, right? People would be more interested in playing the game again about halfway into the format, and they'd still have like a month and a half, two months to prep for their regionals um, and other worlds, and they wouldn't be. A lot of people are just bored of playing the game as well at the minute because things are a little bit stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. That's mean it's been. Like what was it? October when um, EX3 released, right? Uh, November, mid-November. Yeah, start of November. It feels longer than that. Well, it was it was meant it was meant to be early November, but then it got pushed back three weeks. But then product started trickling in, but locals didn't want to do EX3 because only half the people had stuff. So it was kind of a weird yeah. one. Yeah, but um, also it's like I don't think any of the games coming out will kill digimon because digimon is as you said like incredibly unique as a card game if anything one piece kind of replaces dragon ball they're very similar and dragon ball's another bandai card game yeah but i don't think anything's really dying at the moment it is just a bit of a lull because ex3 feels like it's taking forever and there's only really one good like top there is one tier one deck i was gonna say and, man like ex3's barely shook the meta at all as well yeah like I brought one deck in, which was Hydra, and then the other decks are all either tier three or lower. Yeah, um, I think part of the problem when it comes to tournaments is that as soon as one deck wins, everyone goes moi moi like the seagulls yes. from Finding Nemo, and yeah. they're like, "I must play this deck." So naturally, there's a higher turnout of it at events, and obviously a higher percentage means that it's got much more of a chance of winning. And that's exactly what's been happening as I punch my microphone. Um, 
that's exactly what's happened. Everyone's just went, oh, let me copy, let me net deck. And don't get me wrong, obviously we've talked about deck building before. Um, there's nothing wrong with net decking if you don't enjoy deck building, totally fine. Um, but it does start to skew the results uh, eventually. Yeah, it actually happened at the London regionals we went to because set control was starting to do a few tops at the time. Our our regional was just filled with set control because everyone had piggybacked. Oh them. boy, am yeah. I unfortunately aware of that one. The amount of judge yeah. calls that we had about security control was definitely interesting. Sitting yeah. your ass falling asleep as you're taped to a chair for like a full a full game set ever after ever after yeah. ever watching I'll, set. Yeah. I'll give you an example of uh why I was called over for a, a judge problem. Um, I, I couldn't name names if I wanted to. Two setcon players. Player one plays a flame hill scythe, um, carries out everything as normal, summons a guy, blah blah blah. Player two's turn, setcon, he plays a flame, uh, a flame hill scythe, and player one rule sharks him and says he can't do that, even though his move was exactly the same as player one. Um, like down nice. down to the Digimon that he summoned, and we were like what's the problem and he was like oh i don't think he can do that and the uh play, player two was like he just did it himself and i was like is that true and he went well yeah and i was like well then you know how it works oh, what? um so that, good fun stalling good, perhaps, fun. good fun yeah we kept an eye on him he sped up his game after that and drawers i know man <laughs> but it's just um it's just a bit sad i mean people predicted this happening because I mean, was it was it middle of October, start of November that EX3 was meant to be dropping? Yes, it was very start of November, it, and it was crazy, right? Because I, I think they've just poorly spaced the product out. Yeah, to be honest, I think so too. Um, and and everybody called it because BT10 was out for what felt like a month, three weeks, or a month and a half. It was, honestly, it wasn't long at all. They mm. even after two weeks of the set release and put out a ban list, which is fine. One everyone was, was held. going. Everyone was sitting going, what is the point in this, man? We won a one event of a ban list being in place and um we've got another another set coming out in like two weeks from now. Like it was yeah, the, the set the BT ten meta was almost non existent. And I understand that their logic might be, Well, this is an expansion set, so it's not quite the same as a full set. Man, it's totally the same it's as a, as a it's exactly set. the same. It's pretty much no, identical. It's the BT10 was also delayed, right? Like it was also massively delayed on price. It was delayed for two weeks. Um, so really we enough. we got we got BT10 and EX3 in the space of three weeks of each other, and then there's four months between EX3 and BT11. Four months, three think, and a half, something like that. Um, this might be a bit of an unpopular opinion, but I think they hit Crossheart a bit too quickly. They absolutely did, and I think well, we we talked about that in the last yeah. the, the ban list episode as well. Um, is that they just they immediately went nah, let's limit this uh, shout man. This is the thing, man. Like Crossheart would have been oppressive and disgusting. It would have probably been the top deck by far. I think I don't even think it would have been close. But the issue is, they because of how fast they did it, the format was totally just up in the air. It was it yeah. was crazy. They could if they left Crossheart in it. I actually, as someone who despises that deck and was ready for it to totally shit on the whole meta, um, I actually wish they didn't limit oh, it now because I fully think they should have left it with a much more diverse set. Because you, you, you don't take for Crossheart. 
What was that, sorry? They could have just hit Sunrise, and I think it wouldn't have been nearly as bad. Yeah. Or you could have just hit X4, and equally it wouldn't have been as crazy. Yeah. But even yeah, then, even then, and I said this before, I don't agree with banning a card based on what it might achieve. Mm. I think it should fully achieve it, and then you can ban it if it's oppressive. But like... Well, obviously we talk about Japan being in different format and all that sort of stuff, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day it is the same game. But the Crossheart won one event, it got, a ch and that was because it was only event scheduled between BT10 yeah. coming out and the ban list, which was two weeks later. So like, I think they should have given it a chance, see what the fo see what the format is like, and if it, it truly is the most yeah. toxic, cancerous thing to come out, then you know, then limit it. But, yeah, but don't and then, do like, it preemptively. Fled the sinking ship as well after yeah. it got banned, and yeah. nobody like because we said this before. I think I said that like how many people do you know that were playing Crossheart because they love Digimon Cross Wars or they love Shoutmon or something Hero. like that? Everyone was just playing it because they knew it was going to be the, the the greatest deck to ever hit Digimon. Yeah. Um, but again, like I say, it would have made the meta way more interesting because you can't take for. Crossheart the same way you take from Metal Gururumon. You because the top threats are all vaguely similar, build a big stack, do lots of damage, gain value, um, apart from maybe Bloom Lord, you know, we're all taking the same way now. You can't cause Crossheart was going wide and then swinging for like a couple of checks with an X5. It's completely different. And you may maybe it would have been harder, um, Cross, because Crossheart was so good as well, everybody was putting in four of the rookies that stopped play reduction. Um, but maybe you wouldn't have seen that if you were fighting Rare Guru amongst with the Dean's sweet F all to the deck. So it would have been a much more interesting meta, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But then Something a lot of people I'm... just get bored, man. Something I'm surprised about is at least the Arlo, because I haven't seen any death eggs. I think, little, I think everyone's I think just overhyped, I think... honestly. I think everyone's just went. Can we not play Death X? And everyone's went. Yeah, fair enough. I think it. No, I think it's because Death X was like the cross heart counter. So that's part of the reason it was massive yeah. in Japan. But like Melga, it does nothing against Set Control. It does nothing against Hydras. It does mess with. But Wargrey, it does nothing against. Well, this is the thing, man. Like I think it's very overstated um, as to how obviously it, it can be bad depending on who you are, what deck you're playing, because it'll either shit on you or do nothing. It's a bit of a crazy card for that. But it's not exactly the greatest meta to be using it in. Um, yeah. You can't really hurt playing a one-off of it. But as far as as far as playing your two or three copies, which is what you would have been playing if Crossheart was a big threat, it's um, it's definitely fell off a bit. I would say. Yeah. Adam's happy though because he can play five. Uh, green guys on the board and not get punished yeah. as much. Yeah, oh, Hydra's <laughs> so much fun. You guys need to give it a shot. It's just uh, Hydramon just gave it the the end of turn combo it needed. I, I love it so much. Yeah, it's so cool, man. I mean, doing any of the like, see when you play a new deck for the first time and you go, "Holy crap, I can do that!" Like you're sitting there with like two memory and you're like, "Holy crap, I can make two guys and end on a level six. This is nuts." Yeah. Like, when i got my hands on the ex3d brigade for the first time and i was like holy holy crap i can evolve into the level five it's like if you get if you get left on three memory you evolve into level five 
play another rookie off the tantrum on a fight, give it rush, evolve into Dark Drummond for zero because it's so easy to fill your trash with D Brigade now, and then you swing, play another guy, um, and then swing again, and then you swing with the other guy that you've played out like three three swings just pulled out your nut your ass. It's great. Yeah, that's when it happens though. Like my big issue I've got with the new D Brigade stuff is see if you don't see the new seals drum on, it feels so underwhelming, man. Because you're minus a swing every turn without that new seals drum on, right? It's it's because of the inherited you get from it. So like yeah. you say, you're down a swing, um, and the dark drum on combo becomes much more underwhelming. Like, oh yes, I've I've played, I've evolved into tantrum on for three. I've played my guy, and then I've evolved into dark drum on swing play another guy and then swing again and then you end on like four bodies and you probably just get defex or like by the time you get to the doctrine one now it feels like they're pushing for lethal um so i feel like if you don't get like an otk off with it it's not really that great to generate two free commander on the board as crazy as that sounds oh i just realized you're also an anti-death x enjoyer with your d brigade yeah, D, D Brigade gets absolutely shagged by Death X. Um, but it also right plays there, Death X, to be fair. Yeah, I've actually, got like two right now in my list. Hina's army is, compared to yours, to pretty garbage, but it also gets shagged by Death X. Yeah, it's, it just shuts down like so many decks as well. I've heard a lot of people saying one, <clears> one issue I do agree with on... I mean, you can talk about Death X all day, man. I, I don't really know if I'd really like to see it restricted yet because i don't yeah. think it's it's oppressive enough um where everybody's running it really like the top decks the only one that would run it would be setcon really um yeah. or hydra to take for hydra but it's someone said this on facebook and i kind of agreed with it it's actually um really oppressive for kind of rogue decks you know things and I, I, at this point Anything that isn't like an OTK is like a rogue deck, really. It feels like these kind of mid-rangey decks. And um, there's quite a few decks that I've made in BT11 as well. Um, don't want to go fully into it because we'll probably do a BT11 episode closer to the time. But a lot of the green stuff is focused on cheating tamers out and going kind of wide. Um, but you just get totally shut down with the death that is X. And you cry about it. Because you've got three or four tamers on the board and Death X just comes down for nothing and wipes you. And I feel like a lot of decks are moving that tamer heavyweight in the later sets. Like, there's quite a few that are specifically tamer based. Yeah. And Death X just gets more and more value the more of them they print. There is a lot of focus I've noticed in the upcoming set, spoilers from BT11 on onwards, is that there is a lot of focus between having a Digimon and their partner tamer at the same time. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've seen it a yeah. lot with the various, you know, sets that have come out, um, Agubond, stuff like that, uh, Gabby Bond. Um, but there is a bigger push towards the, I want to say tribal sort of decks, where it's all sort of there like... There definitely is. No, but, you're absolutely right yeah. there, to be honest. But it does seem like that, that they are pushing for that, and I'm I'm honestly all for that. If the, the, the format could be just fun of fun and filled with you know 
tribal based decks with their, ta- their yeah. the appropriate tamers in, instead of oh uh-huh. let me play out four carry Kamiya so you can't gain any memory and let me play out <laughs> like, what's the other one that does the opposite the Mimi Tachikawa yeah. oh so good Mimi. luck fucking doing anything like that feels like shit on a stick that you get slapped with but like oh, that's another oh, thing about Setcon yeah. there's no real theming to the deck yeah, it's just things I, that are good another reason why yeah. I don't like it but then they're like oh oh you want a Shane Graymon here's a Marcus that can fucking punch other Digimon. I've, totally I've been making jokes about on... that coming out for yeah. I, you have you have Bryce. You've been so saying good. they should get they should print a Marcus that punches things. And I, I, re- love it. I remember you saying that uh, up to a year ago and stuff like that. So they yeah. finally have done that. And I'm it's stupid. It's stupid as fuck. But I love it because it's on theme and it's on brand. It doesn't Digimon doesn't need to be a card game that takes itself seriously because it isn't a serious you know, anime, if that makes sense. It's, a whole, it's, a, it's, it's basically just a bunch of kids getting into danger repeatedly until the world tries to end, and then they do it, then, then that's it. I'm all, I'm up for more crazy things, like the Crest Garurumon Blitz Greymon Jogress deck that's coming out in BT13 or 12 or something. Crazy as fuck. Crazy as fuck. It's never going to be good, but it looks fun. Um, I'm all for that. Sorry, that was my rant on tribal decks. Yeah, I think you're yeah. totally right, by the way, Adam. This was another point I thought of earlier today when I was like, oh, what can I talk about in the podcast? They are... Um, so, almost all of the support they are printing for Digimon, right? I'm talking Agumon, Gabumon, Gilmon, like all the fan favourite Digimon, right? A lot of them are now going to be hitting the point of critical mass, right? Where they've had one or two sets of direct support already, and they're going to get another set or two of direct support as well. I feel I'm a bit worried, honestly, that the deck is going to be dominated by, you know, cards that have had four or five waves of support, right? And that the newer Digimon that they're bringing in support for or some of the ones that have got a little bit less love are going to struggle to see a lot more play. Because, I mean, literally, like, look at the top things we've got the new. Garurumon and Agumon, who have been getting support, like, every state yeah. Since, yeah. since the game debuted. And it's the same as we as we go down the line, looking at metas as well. Um, You know, Mastermon getting more support, looking good. And it's already decks. Notice it's already decks that have seen competitive success getting even more support. Whereas a lot of other Digimon, I think, are getting left in the dust. Yeah, like, I completely, yeah, I agree with you there. But I, I think it's not like Pokemon. Uh, don't get me wrong, Pokemon as a TCG do this as well. They print the same four cards over and over again, just in slightly different ways. And you, it goes back as long as you've, the, sort of the modern era of Pokemon exists. There's always a mill deck. There's always a, a an energy based deck. There's always blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Digimon are doing sort of the same thing, but I completely agree that it is starting to get oversaturated with um, a bunch of things. But I think that that's a good thing because I think it leads to more variety in decks as well. So as opposed to like um, we're, we're talking about Shane Greymon, so I'll use that as an example. If you want to build a Shine Greymon deck right now, it is a hybrid deck with Shine Greymon as your level 6. 
before yep. that it was pretty much just an Agumon line straight up into your Shine Greymon with things yep. that give you DP reduction. But with the new Shine Green Greymon coming out and it getting more support, there's going to be a bunch of different ways to play that. You could play it with hybrids, you could play it with the full red-yellow support it's getting, you could play it with old-school DP reduction sort of thing. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's this really is the cool. Thing. That's that is interesting about it because I was speaking to Dylan about this the other day. Decks build themselves a little bit sometimes, right? And then you're just gonna sit tweaking numbers. You don't really there's it's not often that you see multiple topping lists that are playing interesting includes. Yeah. Like if you if you ever watch like a meta game breakdown from someone like the Eggman, he's sitting going like that. Oh well, he's running the Gabimon. He's running for that one. He's running for the other Gabimon. He's running for the promo Garudamon. He's running for the Garudamon X and stuff like that. And then it's like, oh, interesting. Include that one's down to three instead of four. It's only at four, but this guy thinks he can run it at three. But when there is so much support, there's a lot more diversity in the card includes, and yeah. you can make your decks a lot more customizable, which is cool. Yeah. Um, my only worry with that is, like I say, the other thing as well. If you bring out a new deck. Right, how much support or how cracked does that support need to be to be intertwined with the old support cards? I remember what I was going to say. Um, I was going to say that make a, make a point that there is so many Digimon that I I can't remember. I know we've talked about it before, but I'm gonna Google it again. Um, of how many Digimon are there? Um, more than fourteen hundred, but there's so yeah, many Digimon that are just either dog shit or no one's heard of them because it's like black mac galgamon um fucking wing mode dragon of uh, ra sort of thing um where they're like it's, it's so it's so obscure yeah it's so obscure that unless it's had a, a recent thing in the anime or something like that everyone's going what the fuck is this i yeah. Digimon has this issue where they always reuse the same bunch of Digimon yes. together. Like, see, as, as someone who has played a lot of the Digimon games over the years, some of my favourite ones are ones where they've got very wide rosters with Digimon you don't expect, right? And another thing is, see if you go into a game, right, and you cannot have Dramogamon as your partner, right? That is a that is a seal of negativity against your game, right? That is... That is a massive oh, Dramogamon, right? He's the, the big mole, furry guy he's the big the drill. mole drill guy. You must have loved those. Digimon Masters online when you get him as a mount. Mate, I was scunnered in that because he was garbage because he got given out as the first like extra guy you get. <laughs> yeah. You get Kunamon and then you get Dramogamon and I was like, oh yes, Dramogamon. Oh, he's garbage. I can't use him. He's ass. But he's like, so he's a Digimon that's been in all the old classic stuff, right? He's a purple furry mole. He's a champion, he's got a big drill. But there's so many games that come out where you can't even get them now that I'm like, you, there's there's too many, there's a too high a concentration of Digimon that get overused over and over again. And the variety is not wide enough for me. Because um, so many of these little gems are just getting swept by the wayside. I think part of the problem with it is though is that if you do, the more wide you go with a deck, the more things you have to include. A perfect example is the EX3 shenanigans with 
Dorbrickmon and all that sort of stuff. Oh, when you play this card, you may include Dragon Saur, Dinosaur, oh, Furry yeah, Lizard, yeah. Lizard, um, Lizard Queen, Drag Queen, things like that. Ceratopsian. Ceratopsian. Like, what's a Ceratopsian? Um, Couldn't even tell. Like, 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 like Triceratops, like that. But like, yeah. the more wide you go, if you're like, oh, we want this, we want this Magna Angemon deck, this Seraphimon deck, to also include. <laughs> Um, fucking Clavis the second god Jehovah's Witness Angemon or something like that whatever the most obscure one is like you're gonna be like oh what, what type is this Digimon oh look, turns out he's a pastor so they have different fucking pastor on it as well and but the more white that they go the more things they have to include on it as well and they've got to future proof the sets so they're like, oh, oh, we've we've got this chicken coming out, but in four in seventeen sets time, we're printing an overpowered chicken. We can't have it include that. So then they need to change the chicken back to another Argumon. Um, yeah, man, I think it's so funny, like what you were saying about the Dorbrickmon and stuff about the Ceratopsian and that. Like, there's so many traits in Digimon, right? And there's not many deck. They're only just starting to bring out de decks that care about traits because there's so many that could be the same one. Like, see, if you look at, like, the in Pokemon, you've got water type, right? In Digimon, you've got fish, you've got, like, sea mammal, you've got aquatic, well, and the list goes on, man. Got, you could make yeah. them all aquatic you've got if you their wanted over, to, it would be fine. You've got their overarching types, which is virus, data, and uh, uh, vaccine. Vaccine. But, yeah, but then when you start to delve into, like, the, the type that they're classified as biologically i i guess is the word for it or something like that yeah. that's when it starts you've got like oh you've got dragon but you've got sky dragon but you've got paper dragon for the yeah, for, for origami mon that came out 17 years ago in the, the digimon tcg game or something like that i like what like again what is that a angel yeah. type archangel fallen angel i mean that's a bit makes a bit more sense, but they could all be angels, man. That one plant yeah. fairy vegetation carnivorous plant. Why is why is plant and vegetation different? It shouldn't plant be a type it, of vegetation. It, it, it shouldn't be in Japan. It's not. It's completely the yeah. same. Um, Nonsense. It, uh, yeah, it, uh, it's the translation squad um, being on ketamine again. I think. Um, <laughs> mate, well, when you look at when you look at EX three, this has devolved something bad. By the way, um, it's so silly. When you look at it and they're like, "Oh, must contain an angel," you're like, "Who fucking translated this?" Um, I know. When it's like, "Oh, there's angels, there's archangel, fallen angel," you know, all that sort of shit, and you're like, "Come on, man, don't make me look up. Bring a rule book with me." And I then do. you've got ones that are angels that don't have angel in the name. Yeah. I things you look at, you go, that definitely fits this, and then you read it and it doesn't. It's like, it's oh, like, virtue, that means it's an angel. Does it? No, the short answer It is does no. not. Judge comes, like, you get a judge call and you sit down and you guys trying to search a virtuous Digimon that's very clearly an angel. It's like, it says it searches angel, look, this guy on the card's an angel. Nah, nah, mate, he's virtue type, he doesn't... Can that Patamon search a Lusamon? I want to know that. What does Lu uh, Lusamon's Fallen Angel, I think. Yeah, so it should be able to... Not that you would ever want to, but, like, Lusamon, TCG... Yeah, that's getting a reprint in Rising Wind as well. Yeah, no, Lusamon's oh, just an angel, so yeah, you can yeah, search it. Yeah, the other one... Oh, no, the, I was going to say the other one is, but the other one's a... Uh, uh, fall Down Mode's a... Really oh, no, Fall Down Mode's a, a Demon Lord. 
What? Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the seven deadly Digimon. Yeah, but right, do you, bringing this up, Lusimon Chaos Mode or Fall Down Mode. You know what his type is? It's Demon Lord or right. slash seven great Demon Lords. Just say seven that great Demon Lords then. Just I mean, say this goes back to the Arata part, or like how the the translations have been pretty poor in the game, all things considered. Like, it's so funny, if he's one of the seven great demon lords, just say that he's a demon lord, and like so. The way that One Piece does it is that you've got the closed square brackets if it's searching out one thing and one thing only, but you've got like kind of the open pointy bracket if it's if it can search like a variety. So if it's got something. So one of the one of the cards is navy. It can search out navy, but if it can search out former navy, it's got the little pointy brackets as well. Why don't they just do that for Digimon? Oh, it can search out angel with pointy brackets, which means it can also grab fallen angel, you know, angel of the sky, angel of the melons, what things like that as well. Angel of the melons. I've lost the plot. That probably encapsulates every One Piece character. To be fair. Yeah. yeah, 50% of them and Angel of the Melons because the designs in that are absolutely ridiculous. That <laughs> took me a minute to get what you meant. <laughs> 50% oh. of One Piece characters. This is a Christian podcast. I know. How could we, you only play the, we only play Angel decks or Archangel or Virtue decks on this. Um, I'm, really, I'm really curious as to what like other classifications are that Honestly, it's a rabbit hole you could go down all day. There's also like food as a classification. Yeah. Because you've got AB Burgermon, who is made out of burgers. They didn't make filth one. Oh, yeah, for poop. For poop. Mutant is a thing, right? Digimon. So, what Bryce is talking about here, back in the original, like, repet days. Filth was an archetype. It was like a, it was a alternative type. The same way you've got like um, aqua and fire and earth. Yeah. Filth was its own <clears> type. And at some point, Digimon went, "Hold on a minute here. We can't have Digimon whose power is throwing poo and farting. That's too much." Also, the the diversity within the move pool was not very very far. Let me tell you, like Digimon mm-hmm. World, you've got um. Horizontal kick, which is just your Digimon farts on them. That's the weakest <laughs> of all the filth moves. You've got um, such gems as high speed poop toss. Oh, I love is, high speed poop toss. It you very, well, it's quite good because it's very fast. But then you've got like poop round toss, where they throw multiple poops out. You've got like um, ultimate poop hell, which is the strongest one of them all, which is like, the biggest poo of all time falls from the sky on them. But it's like, how they, I guess they were like, well, how far can we really take this, man? And also, they probably thought Western audiences are not going to get behind um, poo Digimon. When they but clearly I, I don't know Western people, audiences. But it's the still... Uh, the thing is, filth is still in the video games, so why isn't it in my card game? <laughs> I know it's silly, man. And then the other thing is now they have to do things um, like on uh, the card that should have been named Horizontal Kick, by the way. I think that's actually a mistranslation in the original game. But they made Horizontal Shit. Horizontal Kick in BT11. And it's called Cooties Kick now, which I guess is actually a better name because what the hell does Horizontal Kick mean? Um, <laughs> but anyway, on that card, it says you can use it on 
Numemon, Nami, Nani, yeah, Nanimon, Chumon, Etamon, and Sukamon, right? But they could have just put, you can use it on filth type Digimon. Yeah. Mm. That's basically the biggest gripe. Have you guys seen I Footmon? Footmon. Is that the one that plays football? It just plays football. That's correct. Yeah. I'm looking I've at it and I'm like, Monogies. what is the fucking point in this? Is, wait, was this, is this a card or are you just looking? No, it's a, no, no, I'm right, 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 guys, 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 guys. I'm looking up future sets. It is BT12. I'm just looking up. I'm just, I was looking to see what kind of weird things there are. I did find one in um, Black Seraphimon, I think it's called. Dark Seraphimon. Aye. Yeah. Um. Guess. Guess what? Uh, Dark Seraphimon's type is. Fallen Angel. Nope. It's. Yeah, you would think Fallen Angel. It's Seraph. Just Seraph. Surely not, man. Or, Surely or, not or, or sorry, yeah, Seraph. Actually, wait. No, yeah, because if you look in the BT three, if you look at the BT three Patamon targets, Seraph is one, and the only target is Seraphimon. So weird. Why has he got his own? T oh my god, we could farm this for hours. Um, but I, I don't know how long we want to farm the ridiculous types on this. And there's certain things, oh, certain things you're like, why is that this? That doesn't make sense that it's this type. They've actually made 500 different types of Digimon, but um, oh, this, the, but Ganymon, who's just a coin, is apparently a mutant. Um, you're wrong, by the way. Um, uh, in terms of like Numemon and stuff like that, they've changed the typing. If you no look at if you look at Rising Wind, I'm not. I'm gonna let you see it from yourself. Go look at Rising Wind. Look at the promo Numemon that's coming out in it and see what type it is. He's a mollusk now. He's a mollusk. Which he is. Do you know why that what? is? Do you know why that is? Because the... we're gonna get Black King Numemon one day, and he is a mollusk because he lives in a shell. Uh... Oh. Maybe maybe Numemon is a mollusk, people, because I mean we all know he evolves into Monzumon, right? So he's kinda like a hermit crab, he lives in like, uh, a well, shell. To be fair, well, he's been a mollusk throughout it. All of the all of the cards for Numemon are mollusks. Yeah, I've just seen that. Including the, the fan yeah. art one of him just covered in poo. Falling out of his Digivice. How lovely. Oh that one's unreal, man. Yeah. The, those Digivice promos were so good. Something that Digimon has over like every card game I've ever played is just art. I know the art is really good, man. Like that's another reason why people keep trying to make me play One Piece, and I look at the art on the cards and I'm like, bro, this is like screenshots. This looks like a screenshot. Well, to be fair, so is the the D Reaper set. Yeah, that was that was See the old arts in EX two, man. I was not a fan of them. Like half the normal just looked better than the the screenshot. Um, also, also on that One Piece thing, they got such a bad backlash that they've started doing original arts for the later sets. Yeah, hell yeah, that was good, man. Because I see some of the old arts, and some of the old arts look sweet, but the basic card arts stink. It's like seeing yeah. EX One. You were in two camps with EX One when they did the classic collection. You were like either like, oh my god, I played with these back in nineteen ninety or whatever, and uh, I recognise this absolutely hoaching art of Gabumon looking really funny. Or you were like, these these card arts are ass, man. They've all got generic backgrounds. The art is from like 1998, quite literally. Yeah. So that's how I, I, I was very much in that this is kind of bogging camp. I <laughs> see. My, my biggest gripe is like, sure, do retro card arts. That's fine. People will love that. 
But the ninety percent of the all arts were just slightly zoomed out versions of the same card. Yeah. With still the plane as balls background. Yeah, they just had the concept art, and then they had like a kind of traditional um, card layout on it as well. But whereas pretty much everything in Digimon has been original artwork, um, and it's yeah. always something cool. Like every, I think we can agree that regardless of them printing shitty vanillas over and over again, they've still got incredible artwork, and more times than not, they're come they're from some obscure part of one of the many video games that if you've played them you'll get it and if you don't you're just going well that's pretty yeah. but it's so cool uh, so you know why they still print vanillas to pad the it's set pad pad? yeah it's for draft oh, it's for draft or is yeah. it is that like the the nice way to think about it or is that like they no, officially said that that uh they said this I think they officially said it with Dragon Ball, and since it's the same company, you can assume that it's for the same reasons. But see, if you look at later sets, like, um, what am I looking at just now, BT12, there's uh, there's only a few vanillas, um, whereas if you look at set 1, it was almost all vanillas. I think, but with set 1, I think that's just because it was set 1. They didn't want to go too insane with it, whereas yeah. decks become more coherent, or cohesive within their own set now. I'm looking. I'm looking at set one, and it's actually quite poor. Insane, isn't it? There's either yeah. in set one. There's like a handful of cards that have been staple since they're released, and then the rest is utter garbage. Also, you know what's um, really funny about set one? The Vidramon secret rare that has never once been used in anything. And I don't think it's going to see much play when Vidramon's a deck either. Nope. Yep. Although it's got a good inherit ball, if I remember right. Um, it is both players' turn. You could just. Yeah, this is how you know how uh, old it is. It's both players' turn instead of all turns. Um, <laughs> uh, while you've got a blue tamer, gain plus 1k. Okay, that's mid actually. That's quite yeah. mid. If it had jamming, it would be yeah, good because um, it unsuspends I, itself. Uh, Adam, I, I think I know where you're checking this. You've probably got proxy ticked and reading. Oh, yeah, I think I do. Yeah, you're right. It does say it does say all turns, but even then, yeah, it's still not really that great and inherible. Oh, yeah, but when you look at, like, the is it the Grand Coagamon? Um, that's got something weird. From bloody BT1. No, I think it's the Grand Coagamon promo. Oh, the one that lets you remove sources and enables the grandest shenanigans. No, no, no. The 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 very first promo. Um, what one was it? Where is it? I know it's that here somewhere. The very first promo was an all art of the inset card, wasn't it? Don't, I'm trying to think. I don't think it was. BT. I think BT1 had a promo that was. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was the BT one had a promo all art of the Grand Kawaga and set, but that's the what only Grand Kawaga promo I can think of. What am I thinking the... of then? No clue, man. There's only been one promo Grand Kawaga one, I think. There's definitely a card that was you could tell it was one of the first cards they designed because the wording is just completely off anything that was sort of normal. Can't remember what it is. Hmm. Maybe a Kabuterimon. Something about this card sets itself to active or something like that. I don't know. Just uh, instead of it on suspend, the unique blue, the unique blue mechanic from back in the day, unsuspending your Digimon. Mm, good fun. How, cra how crazy is that though? That like, see when the game came out, they were like, right, every color's got its unique mechanics, and now it's like, I feel like there is still unique mechanics to a lot of the colors, but yeah. it's been diluted a lot, isn't it? It's because of all the color swapping and stuff like that. I I 
Um, so the way that the One Piece TCG works, you have a leader card, just like Dragon Ball, and you can only play cards of that leader's color. I think Digimon would have worked just as well as you have a tamer, um, and you can only play cards of that tamer's color sort of thing. It would make security control non-existent. Um, and I think that could be a fun way to sort of play Digimon if someone could come up with a format for it. There's a format for Digimon that certain people played. I can't remember the name of it. But basically, you had a tamer and a Digimon um, attributed to your deck, and you started the game with those in play every t- every time. I mean, that just sounds like Digimon Commander. Kind of, yeah. They probably just call like, it and stuff. I can't remember. It was something to do with there could be only one or something. I don't know. Yeah. How long oh, have the we been Destiny format or something? Was going for? Oh, we're it was, that, uh, I, it was like the, digi, the Digidestin format. Yeah, we're sitting at an, uh, a lovely little one hour, 25 minutes. Happy days. Shall we do some comments? Yeah, let's get some comments going. They're still not printing any goddamn Lord Nightmon support. God damn it, man. Yeah, you're oh, never going to get it, Adam, because... No, no, because they printed a Kotimon. They printed a code. They're, they're printing too. a Kotimon in BT11 that's a level 3 hardcast blocker. And I'm, I'm going to put it into Lord Nightmon and see how it ticks. God, I just wish it would come that's back. What it needed to crack I, itself I, open, I wish man. I could cling to Diabaramon like you do with Lord Knight. Of Lord Nightmon. I love Diabaramon, but that deck is just not existing anymore. Oh, that's what I'm surprised we haven't seen support for because it was like in the first one, five or six sets. What do you mean we're not seeing support for it? They're reprinting the Dig- the Diaboromon promo for the seventh time. No. The, the that's not issue, support. Diaboromon's issue is that not enough people have access to the promo Diaboromon. I think so. It's, that is not the issue. it's like that's the, intro, that's the issue, bro. They reprint it again. More people will play it. Copium. Bandai oh, to Diaboromon is like new parents to a baby. The baby's crying, and the new parents don't have a fucking clue what the baby wants. That's Bandai to Diaboromon, so they just keep it's, reprinting yeah. the old Diaboromon promo. And judge and packs, and reprint packs, and tournament packs, and fucking, and your cereal. It's finding its way everywhere. It's like that meme of the parent holding up the baby in the pool and he's laughing. It's like Agumon and Gabumon and Vimon support, and then the guy at the bottom <laughs> the is drowning. Oh, please, Bandai, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. help me out here. Price is like, move on now, move on to the comments now. I don't you're like hearing more slander in the Diaboromon. Yeah. Price, you must be hurting at the minute, man. Diaboromon in the toilet, and uh, Link's Dragon not on the tier list. Rip. And Yellow Hybrid getting shafted. Just play better decks, mate, it's fine. Play better oh, decks. Well, you could have played yeah. Yellow Hybrid this format and you'd have been eating good. I don't think I would have been eating good, but it would have been slightly wor- slightly less trash. Slightly less smelly trash. What do you mean? What what format? We've had one Locals and it was Christmas. I've been going weekly. Aye, I've been there every Wednesday for a while. Yeah, you've caught Sad me. I've been playing One Piece, leave me alone. I've been playing One Piece on Wednesdays. I've been playing it on Wednesdays. So you tell this so one fun. likes One Piece? It's fun. Is it real, boys? Is it real? No clue. Um, yeah. So let's let's go through some comments once again, guys. Thanks very much for for commenting. If you've lasted this long when we've been talking shit, thank you for sticking around. We do appreciate you, um, and we'll show that appreciation by talking about the the comments that you've left for us. So, um, our Joshua Davis from last episode. You've said I cracked it open. 
I don't know what you're talking about. I'm. I think you're talking about Imperial Dramon, the new yep. Imperial Dramon. Um, it's less couple. about filling the trash and more about filling your hand and getting rid of what you need. Good podcast. Thank you very much. But I'm definitely not playing anything but this. I'm definitely not playing anything but this TCG. Oh, you're not playing anything but Digimon, and it starts to add up. Good man. Good. You're having a good time with your new build. I think you figured it out. Please share it with me because I've still yet to make the deck work, and I really, really like it. But you've no time for tourneys, which is fair enough. There's not really been anything. Um, if you're going to the finals, guys, let me know in the comments, and I'll look out for you there. Um, it'll be cool to see you, folks. Um, no yep. miss, no miss memory boost, no worm on, no draw one, trash one, one word Mephisto mon, PM me. What's Mephisto mon? Mephisto mon hasn't been. As we speak, Mephisto mon hasn't been printed yet. No, it has. Mephisto mon is the old one. He's a furry demon from EX2 on play, draw two, then trash two, right? So he's an eyes mon, but he's a level five and he costs seven. I've to just play. typed in me pistol mon. <laughs> you pissed. <laughs> Pistol Mon. Oh yeah, he's inherited his win attacking trash a card and gain a memory. Oh right. So how does the draw on play draw two trash two work if you're trying to jogress your your shit? Um, I'm guessing you hard play. I'm guessing it's just like a second eyes mode. I'm guessing like you build something in stack and then hard drop this. Then next turn you can jogress. You know that's actually a very good point because they have the end of turn effect on the jogress. So you can raise them out, Mephisto Mon. And then you might even, I mean, I don't know if you'd be bold enough to do such a thing, but you can then maybe even draw into the pieces for the Jogress as well off the top of it if you're at a pinch. It'd be fun. Um, yeah. yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks very much for uh, commenting, Josh. You've commented quite a few times and we really appreciate it. Yep. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Someone else take a comment. Right, I'll oh. do it. We've got the main man, Jamie Gardner. Shout out Jamie from CC the Goat. He says, uh, something worth noting in the Bloom Lord versus Metallic Drummond matchup. Here we go, Bryce, here we go. Oh. Uh, is that you can't Digizorb, then Digivolve. It has to be suspended first before you initiate the evolution. Because technically, the Digivolve triggers when the Digimon is still unsuspended. Yeah, that is so, correct. Uh, I, I, I said this to Adam when the set came out, and you didn't believe me yet, but... I it makes sense. It's just weird to think about. I, I guess it makes sense because technically you're suspending the folder Digivolution, right? Yeah. So you you're can initiate Digivolution or Digisorption. Yeah, that makes sense, man. No, I, I love that. Thank you. Um, oh, and, then... and he's saying that QB Sage is Steve from Locos as well, man. So that's that's actually funny. I know Steve. Um, yeah, cheers, that. Jamie. That's a nice wee nuanced comment there about some interesting interactions. It's cool, though, how the game goes on you see some interactions like this that you would have never seen before because you've never seen an effect like Metallic Drummond before. Nah. Like, Metallic, the Metallic Volcanic deck is so interesting. It's just, sadly, way to rely on Hina. And Here's the other thing, though, man. See if the meta slows down a bit or where oh, your yeah, Drummond was like, out of it. I think it goes straight up. But yeah, definitely. I don't see it slowing down soon. No, I don't either because, I mean, Black War Grey is coming out and that can... Um, Evolving to level six on turn two on two memory if you've got um the new ex antibody grey one, uh, which is a ridiculous card. Brilliant. Um, then we have Daniel Garcia. Love the podcast, gentlemen. I appreciate the long form and the banter. It makes me continue. Makes me commute. Makes my commute something to look forward to. Sorry, I can't. Yay! Uh, <laughs> a question. I would love for you to discuss what would be or 
love you to discuss would be what Digimon line you'd like to see in the next starter deck or advanced starter decks. Myself, I'd like to see a starter deck surrounding the Palamon line that could uh, be Tekken, Bloom Lord slash Hydra engine to make it go good. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much for the question, Daniel. Uh, we're going to steal it because that will be our question of the week. Um, what would you like to see as the next starter deck or the next advanced starter deck? A bit, a bit on the starter decks for me. I don't like this Beelzemon advanced starter deck that they're bringing out. I don't have anything against Beelzemon or the concept of it. But why is it just the one, bring out a second one alongside it? I get that it's a more premium competitive deck. But all of the other ones, well all of the recent ones have felt like those anyway. So I don't, yeah. I don't really know why they're not doing a second one. I'd like to... Um, then bring out something else alongside it, whatever Beelzemon's rival is. Hell, they could have done yeah, one for Gargamon and Gallantmon yeah. as well, but they've had a, a, a lot of support. My boy Terriermon one, like, I was just thinking about this, I was like, what could I do? Because in my head, I'm literally like, just, ah, uh, give me a deck of my favourite Digimon, give me like a, a filth deck with Etamon in it and the King Etamon, give me like, um, Justimon as a deck or something like that. But literally, starter decks are just great ways to dump a shit ton of support on a, a Digimon at once. And uh, I think I would say Terriermon, to be honest. I'd love to see a Terriermon deck. I think the the deck is very interesting with what it does. I love Terriermon, but it just needs a couple of pieces to make it less clunky. Um, like, a big one for me is... see. So the gimmick, if you don't know a Terriermon, is um, you suspend Digimon, gain DP, gain advantages, and then attack over them, or use effects to bounce them. But there's only, there's not really that many cards in the deck that suspend Digimon well, like the Tamer. It's just the Tamer, isn't it? It's the, so the Tamer Henry, right? This is the worst thing. Yeah. The Tamer Henry is when one of your Digimon attacks with Terriermon Gargamon in its name, right? You can suspend him to suspend any Digimon, which is a very powerful effect in theory. But the issue with it is... You can't swing over the Digimon after you've suspended it because the deck doesn't have any way to unsuspend your Digimon and you have to declare your attack target first. So unless you've got two Digimon in play and their Digimon is something worth swinging over and you've got another one big enough to swing over it, you're not actually going to be able to actually um, kill it. The Mega Gargomon on swing bounces are arrested. Yeah, so that's like the that's like the only like good synergy in it. Um and then the other the other issue is that the Mega Gargomon's five to evolve into. So you yeah, have to be able to evolve nuts. into it for five and keep turn and that's it's jank, but that would be my choice, man, because there's a lot of interesting things you could do with it. Um uh, Gargamon is getting a bit of support in the B uh, EX4 or something with the Alliance um Yeah thing which I've, is I've looked you can at it. tap one of your guys and your other your digimon that's attacking gains ep or whatever yeah so it's an interesting new trait but the thing i have the issue i have with it is i don't think it actually synergizes particularly well with the old terriermon stuff it seems like it's more of a new deck um and a lot of the the old terriermon effects i went back and read them or like when an effect suspends your opponent's Digimon, not when your effect suspends a Digimon. So the fact that you're alliancing to suspend one of yours does not trigger half of the inheritables from the old Terriermon stuff. Yeah, it's not the greatest synergy, is it? Nah. What would your picks be, boys? Uh, Adam, you go first. Mine, um, <laughs> mine's probably come as a surprise. It's actually Diaboromon. Um, I think that the deck is... 
I think it needs a lot more support. It is a it's a classic villain. He's super cool. He's he has his own unique mechanic. No other mechanic in the game spawns tokens. Um, to the point where the tokens that have been officially printed are just Diaboromons. Like I I think he needs his own starter deck, and I think it needs to be one of these advanced starter decks that give that fully concentrate on him and every card is playable no, none of this half the deck being filler so you buy two shenanigans yeah. it needs to be a full just you know um your boromon deck and i i think that that would be would be really cool um because yeah, i've always i would love that obviously brace you and i have been playing uh, against each other and bricking heavily for quite some time now and some of oh, our some of our earliest matches were Diaboromon mirrors but obviously I fell off at first because I got bored of it because it sucked and then you eventually yeah. did as well um, and I would love I, nothing I, more to revisit our, our dual days with some new Diaboromon support it's like, Diaboromon hasn't been a real deck since set 5 and I hate to say it but like the EX1 support I got ages ago was good but it just came in a horrible time yeah the um, other good thing is, see if they printed an advanced deck for Diaboromon, they could reprint the promo so that it could be in the hands oh, of so every they, Digimon team. No, but they have, they would reprint the promo in one of those mega, ultra rare, one in a hundred chances of getting it forms, that, and it costs £80,000 or something. I mean, surely the promo is accessible enough now. I'd say yeah, it's pennies. Nah, it, it's pennies. Nah. Nah, I'd need, say reprint the X11 before it because a lot of people didn't get the first expansion because it wasn't that good. What they need to do is they need to print more Diaboromon support that gives the tokens things. Yeah, you give it Rush, cool. You give them Blocker, cool. It's not enough. Um, they I need actually to think give... they need better generating. Yeah, they need to like... be able to generate better tokens. Um, like There there should be a, a, a Kurosarimon, whatever the level 5 one is. Where it's like when attacking okay. spawn a token, it should a hundred percent be something like that. Yeah. Um. As like for my start, try start it. I don't know if this counts as a line, but the Dark Masters from Adventure One. Oh yeah. Where are they? they like came, oh, they had, they had like man, a card yeah. each in the first set, and then they were just forgotten about. And I would love a Dark Master like deck. Sort of like the the, the metallic Dramon stuff, like a hard play deck that is based or or like the yeah. four great dragons, but like it the dark masters. Be, uh, unless or they made all of them purple. Yeah, yeah, they would all be purple in some way. Because like they built the machine Dramon deck, and I know it's not built off the dark masters one; it's built based on the video game one. But in that case, they could build each dark master a deck or something. Yeah, for a starter deck, I would love to see something dark. Master. Yeah, that would be cool. Piedmon used to be a thirty-pound card back in the day. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't playing at the time, but I had one, and it was. I, I was, and I wanted to play it, and I couldn't afford it, so I just played for Shine Greymons and stuff instead. But it was quite the pricey card. Yeah, everything was super dear back then, especially a lot of the SRs, man. Yeah. But the thing is, as well, we've still not had a bloody Apocalymon card. That I was just about to say that as well. Yeah, that could be the boss of the Dark Master's deck. It could be brilliant. It would be so sick. There's actually, I think they're really struggling with a lot of support from some of the Adventure 1 Digimon, like some of the yeah. classics. Like, your man Daniel there says he wants a Palmon line. We've not really had a Palmon deck or a Lilymon really? deck. Rosemon's been ass as well. I'm not counting Bloom Hydra, we, man. That doesn't count. We had the Izzy starter deck. That was a full Palmon line um, as well as Tentomon yeah, up into the Rosemon. That was focused on Tentomon. 
really of the um, if you want if if you seem like you want you want a palmon date you want to be finishing on rosemon or having or yeah. having like a relevant lilymon in there you know like i feel like they've really um missed their opportunity with having oh. like some form of competitive deck for all the original adventure ones like yeah, there's not really so been a patamon deck I, there's been a, i mean i guess you can say there's a gatamon deck now you know i really want um and there's a i i have wanted a phoenixmon deck for a while um, I think the Phoenixmon Garudamon line is super cool, and there's one coming yeah. out in BT11. But instead of it being paired with Sora, um, not is it Sora that's got Beamon? Yeah. Yes, yes, instead Sora. of being paired with Sora, it's being paired with Aki, Aki Akiho or however you pronounce the name. Um, and I'm like, who the who the fuck are you? I don't know. It's you. some quite obscure card. Um, yeah. the Tamers from a PSP game that never got localized over here. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, super happy for the Tyranimon support, but um, yeah, like, where's the, I want, I think they should revisit set one and redo it, but with all the modern features that the game currently has, so like, just do the old, the, the original adventure, OG guys, but print the cards better and make them feckin' good. Yeah, it's hard, man, I mean, there's, they don't really make many... It doesn't feel like there's like gimmicks to a lot of the sets they bring out. They seem like they're changing that a bit now, though, when they're doing the one that's like um, the across time one where all the pro tags came together. And they're doing like, I think EX4, the idea is like alternate worlds where it's Digimon who are like the same ones that you know and love, but slightly different. Yeah. Like that, but... Yeah. Um, there's another deck, there's another Digimon that's been criminally neglected now that I think about it the Devimons. Like... Yes. Man, I was playing Mallow Myotis one at a meme night at Locos last week, and that is one of my favourite decks that's just so ass. It's not the, even fun. Yeah. The EX1 one, EX2 or whatever, I loved the Mallow Myotis one and the Venom Myotis one stuff, and then they just went, meh. I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, so many of them are just so ass. It's like another thing with Digimon that kind of winds me up is, see, right, see when you're printing cards, do they not look and compare the power level of all the decks at even like a level by level basis and go right okay that this like this is the example i always use right so ex2 you printed all the rookies for the main characters and digimon tamers right you've got gilmon he's a searcher and also he's got a pretty good inherited you know Renamon's a searcher pretty good inherited um Terriamon, searcher decent inherited then you've got Monodramon. He's a gash searcher, and also he's got no inherited. I'm like, why is this man so far down on the power level? Were they worried that Justamon was going to crack the format open or yeah, something? Exactly. They definitely pick favourites when they make these cards. Yeah. Oh down. sure, and like it's they really are, the they are tag. shaping the meta. Yeah. yeah. But like, it's I the same with um. It's the same oh, with yeah. Gammon and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, I am an average Gammon fan. I quite like him and his many, many Digivolutions. But like, oh my god, they have put a Gammon in every single set since Ghost Game released. Like, we get it. Ghost Game is the main anime at the moment. Give us something and else, he's please. Still not good. He's still man. not still good. Not... Yeah, that that's the impressive bit. But don't worry, it looks like he might be getting something in RB One. I'm telling you, RB One is going to be his time to shine. He's got. He's getting a full new line, and it looks good. Yeah. Truly. It's not copium. And we'll talk I'm about... I don't even know when RB1 is coming out. It's going to be soon, though. Oh, um, end of next year. No, end of it's, next year. It's, it's, it's sooner than that. It's, it's going to be before a bunch nah. of our stuff, I think. 
Well, it's coming out in June. There's actually a massive um, worry in the community right now that it's not even coming over here because EX4 has a release date in Europe and America, but RB1 does not. Um, but RB1's actually scheduled to come out after EX4 in Japan. Ah. At the so it's probably going to be, you know, end of late year at the earliest, I'd assume. Well, the got, RB1 has got, like, the, uh, the security promos that we're still missing. Um, oh, man. I will see if, see I don't if the think we're getting them. comes out. I don't either. I've lost hope, right? I've had, held on to the copium of them being uh, toppers for too long. I actually now think we are not getting them until Rising Wind comes out. Yeah. Um, Which is ridiculous, man. Because they've had them in Japan for over a year now, and we have still not, we've rumored, still not had them. Not over a year. They've had them for two years now, and we were meant, to get, we were meant to get them in May, and we, they just haven't. Is it? Is the game not only two years old? No, the game's three years old. Three years. What the hell? I know, right? Because it came out, I remember it came out at the end of 2020, didn't it? Yeah, peak COVID. That was fun. But yeah, um, that's all the comments that we've got. I think we'll start to wrap it up there. Any closing thoughts from yourselves? Uh, not really. I'm just still enjoying the game. Um, good to have Bryce on. And I'm looking forward to BT11 coming out. We should play some BT11 games, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Um, the old untap. And we'll let you know how testing goes, and you'll hear from us again very shortly with some probably finals slash BT11 predictions and stuff like that. But yeah, um, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube, uh, the Scots TCG YouTube channel, the Cobb YouTube channel, um and we you can find us on all your podcast apps and stuff like that as well uh, don't forget answer the question of what sort of starter deck would you like to see and we'll talk about it uh, on the next episode yeah that's us for the for the moment guys thank you very much for listening all the best guys cheers bye 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 for bye. now